Well, God, in progress. Well, I'm like, first of all, I had to jot down all the things that you do because I was like, kind of, you know, as you do, you do a little bit of research on people, don't you? Because you're like, oh, okay, like I'm gonna have a conversation with them. I can't act like a fucking idiot. I'm like, how how much do you do? Like, <laughs> you know, there's only 24 oh. hours in a day, right? Do you have you got like a a secret set of hours that you've like stored? Can you stop time or something? Like, I don't I don't know how you do it, man. Uh, this is my team tells me the same thing every day, every single day. Um, sometimes I question myself. I think I'm on the brink of insanity, like this, this close, <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. So, okay. So for people that have no idea who you are and what you do, and you're going to kind of give it in a nutshell, what, what, do, what do you do, man? Yeah. So um, my name is Kendall, Kendall Strample. Um, I'm in San Diego, California small background. I'm 23. Um, I've lived here for five years. I moved across the country from Pennsylvania when I was 18, um, which is actually when I started my first business. So kind of jumping into what I currently do. Um, I own Fears to Fit, which is um, kind of almost become like an umbrella company with companies underneath it now. So I started that when I was 18, I started uh, fitness coaching. Um, I come from a background with an eating disorder. So I'm sure we'll dive into at some point um, the recovery process for me and kind of how that got me to where I am. But um, that kind of propelled me into wanting to help other women just have a better relationship with food and started posting on Instagram, ended up uh, building a whole entire fitness business, uh, moved out to California where there are a lot of other entrepreneurs. And I just knew like I wanted to continue to grow and expand. Um, it's actually really funny. My mentor said to me the other day, he's like, entrepreneurship is personal development with a paycheck. And um, I think he's not wrong. You're right. I was like, wow, that's good. Um, and I think it's so accurate because as I've kind of like unlocked, I feel like almost like new levels of myself, um, I kind of grew into different areas of business. So I ended up jumping into business coaching about two years ago now. So now I help other fitness coaches scale their business. Mm -hmm. And then from doing that, um, I ended up starting Assistable which is our virtual administrative assistant Academy, because a lot of our coaches needed virtual admins. So those are the three businesses that I'm currently, currently working on and growing. Um, but other than that, I'm a goofball. Um, I like having fun. I like taking life, not too seriously. Um, and I'm honestly, my main goal here is just mobilizing the generation. I want to show people that they can be successful without having to wear a suit and tie and, uh, mm having it stick up their ass all the time. So, mm. so <laughs> yeah. you're, you're 23 and you've done all that. <laughs> yep. yep. Holy shit. Yep. Okay. So before <laughs> I, before I even go into that, first of all, like the th one thing that kind of stood out to me straight away was fears to fit. Right. And just that name in general, like sucker punched me in the fucking balls. Cause I was just like, <laughs> that is phenomenal. Right. Like taking something that cripples people, right. Of that fear. Like every, everyone's crippled by fear, whether you're a bad motherfucker or, or not, like every, everyone is crippled by it. And then kind of spinning it. I, I thought that was, I thought that was awesome. Oh, the, the cat has just come up to say hello. <laughs> Your mind's going to come up at some point too. Um, but yeah, I, honestly, here's if it was a total accident. Like I don't even think I put too much thought into it when I first got started on social oh. media. Cause that was my, that was my Instagram handle. Mm. Um, and I basically was thinking to myself, like, you know, going through my eating disorder, going through everything that I did from age, like 14 to 16, I would say is when it was, um, I had just so much fear about life, about everything. I completely distorted my reality. I just lived in fear of everything, food, um, 
validation. I constantly sought validation. I was in fear of people not liking me, what people thought about me. Um, and fitness saved my life, like fitness genuinely saved my life. So I think that's just kind of how like things kind of came about for me. Um, it was like kind of the bane of my existence and my mental health initially, because I took it too far. Um, but I was kind of able to transfer that over to something that actually helped me. So that's how it came to be. That's absolutely beautiful. I, and I can't agree with it more. Like I think fitness in the gym and on all this type of stuff, this physical active thing is is the HQ, right? It's the the anchor that that holds everyone together. And then then you bridge on and then you work on like obviously your mental state and make sure that's kind of that's good. And then you bridge on with relationships, bridge on with friendships and and job and all that. But like the anchor day to day, we are all humans and animals, right? And you, you, we need to do something barbaric in a sense of I need to pick this thing up and then I need to put it back down. And that's it. Yeah. That's the reason why I exist right now. And that's, you know, it, it, it's helped so many people along the way. And I, uh, I relate to that so heavily. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me when I first got started, um, and just with fitness in general was like, I was a runner. So for me, I got into running when I was in, I was 14, 15 years old. And I started to kind of see myself, um, kind of, you know, get smaller, whatever that, you know, looked at like Instagram, started getting on Instagram. And I started seeing like bodybuilders and I was like okay I want to get into bodybuilding I was like 15 years old and you know you see these people eating like tilapia and asparagus because they're like two weeks out from show prep and I'm like here I am trying to like match them trying to match them and be like oh well they're eating that and they look strong they look fit like that must be what I need to do without recognizing one I was running and two I hadn't gone through the phase of growing or anything like that, you know? Um, and it was so crazy. Cause like during that time frame, like I didn't even want to be smaller. Like I didn't even feel like I wanted to be smaller, but I genuinely didn't know how to get out of the headspace of like, you can't eat that. Or like, you can't do that. And it was so many like rules I had set up for myself and like, it completely took over my, the entirety of my life. Um, you know, I was like wearing very thin, um, to the point where like, eventually, like I just, I think I just kind of got sick of it. You know, I was just like, I don't want this to be my reality anymore. Like I, I want to be normal. I was 16 years old. I was going into my senior year or my junior year of high school where everyone's having fun. Like everyone's going out. My friends are like drinking, even though they're underage. And I wouldn't even like look at that kind of stuff because it terrified me one, but two, like, I didn't really want to do it anyway. Um, and I think it's a lot of what matured me at such an early age to be doing what I'm doing now, you know, um, which I'm ever grateful for. Like I, it sucks. I missed out on my childhood, like, or like my adolescence, but I wouldn't change it for the world because I wouldn't be sitting here today, you know, and, and being able to do what I do. So, um, it's definitely driven my vision and like the passion that I have for helping other people too. Yeah. hundred percent. Like your, your darkest hour becomes your, your strongest moment, right? Like it, it ends up fueling you and, and, and pushing you forward. And I think rock bottom is a beautiful place. You know, you usually learn a lot about yourself. Like when your your back is against the wall and you can't go backwards anymore, there is nothing else to rely upon. The only thing that you can do is is forwards, right? And it's only forwards. And you've, I think you you hit the nail on the head. Like you've got to get sick of your own bullshit. You know, it's yeah. like stop stop believing what you're telling yourself now it's like I don't want to do this anymore but the person that's holding me down is me like I'm holding on to that weight that's keeping me in the bottom of the ocean all I gotta do is let go and then I'll start floating back up to the surface yeah I think a big part and something I've dove into a lot more recently too just as I've learned more about myself and I think when you become more self-aware and you start to turn inward and spend more time Mm -hmm. with yourself and start thinking 
when you're more self-aware, you also understand when people aren't, but you also understand when they are, right? And so something that I've recognized from the time that I spent, you know, with getting into fitness was I spent a lot of time with myself. And I think you start to really think about um, things on even like a subconscious level, because our subconscious is what holds us back. It's the thing that's like, you know, our ego is like protecting us. And, you know, it's, it's those subconscious thoughts that are kind of like pulling back at us because of things we've been conditioned to literally learn through childhood or whatever it was, you know, and it's like, we're healing one day, but then the next day it's like something else comes in and just slaps us across the face. And so it's like, you have to really train yourself to be able to question like, okay, be self-aware, become more self-aware, understand when you're holding yourself back versus when, you know, it's an actual truth, because the truth is we can all be successful. The truth is that we all have the power to just completely crush it at life. But it's those who become more self-aware and understand when they're distorting their own reality and their own truth that it gets taken away from them. And I think that's, it's so hard to nowadays, we live in such a high, like just stimulant society that like, I understand why so many people are, you know, even similar to me being diagnosed with ADHD or having like very impulsive tendencies or feeling like they constantly need to seek validation is because it's like, it's everywhere, you know? Um, and I think that's why really finding yourself is such a huge, a huge part of being able to um, just succeed, you know, be happy with the life that you want to live more than anything. Mm, it's just really weird. I feel like I'm talking to a mirror. <laughs> like I, self-awareness, I think is the, is the best thing we can ever have. I think it's the most important thing on the planet as, as, you know, conscious human beings. Um, it allows you to, to highlight your limitations, right? And then work with them rather than allowing them to work against us. You know, it's like, what are you naturally as a untapped human? Okay, cool. You're going to go down that way, right? Well, if you go down that way, that's probably not the best place to be. So now learn from that, be able to empathize with other people and connect through those stories, right? And then just kind of divert your path off and go down a place that you want to do. Self-awareness, man, it's so important. And where, where do they teach that? They don't. Oh, no, nowhere. Right. Um, yeah, it's hard. I think like that was, I think it's funny because like in schools and things like that, everything's just so systemized, like everything yeah. is, you know, there. And I think the big thing is like, we're just realistically like around that we're just around the same people. So like for me, like I had to, I grew up in Pennsylvania and like the people I was around, it was just more so like very small town feel, you know, like everyone wanted to just it's like everyone wanted to be stuck there. And I was like, I just don't want to be stuck here. You know, I want to, I want to go and I want to not have to get a degree and still be successful. And I, I praise everyone who does go through a school and like, we need those professionals, but I wasn't my calling. And I think like the hard part for me is like, I'm, I mean, I'm so grateful I found fitness at such a young age because it was a huge catalyst for everything else that I'm currently doing now. Um, and everything I, every business I have still pertains to enhancing the lives through fitness, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's just a bigger domino effect now. And I think, um, that's, you know, a lot of people just kind of get stuck with those who are around them or their environment and they're taught and conditioned to stay comfortable or like doing what everyone else does just to fit in. And I think the biggest thing is, um, I was such a rebel. I was such a rebel kid. Like my, I talked to my parents about this the other day. I was such a rebel kid. And I always wanted to be doing the opposite of what everyone else was doing. My parents were like, can you just, can you please just do like, can you just do the thing that you're supposed to do? And I was like, I don't want to do that because I'm not supposed to do anything. Like there's no supposed to in life. And all that's supposed to is take away our intuitive nature. 
And I think more so recently, I've found that when you tap into your intuition and you actually just live for yourself, um, at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. We're living for ourselves. Like we can sit here and say like, I'm here to serve other people and here to help other people, but you serving yourself as being able to do that, you know? And I think when people tap more into their intuition, um, they're going to be happier, you know? Um, it's just really kind of fighting off all the small town feels if that's not what you want, or like the condescending comments from family. That's like, Oh, you're doing like that business thing. Like is that legal? Is that an MLM? And I'm like, you know, like it's sometimes it's hard to combat those, those, um, just little jabs of comments. But, um, I think when you know your true purpose, it's a lot easier to fight through it. Yeah, for sure. It, it is hard, right? Because people fear the unknown, you know, cause they don't know what's coming next. Like they, they're scared of it. And when they're scared of it, they're in a set state of desperation and desperation causes you to do some fucking funky things right so um most people usually run away from it and then they just go to like um you know a guaranteed or a stable quote-unquote job what what yeah. life whatever right and let's be honest what is stable right there is no tenure anymore like guaranteed doesn't exist right so people kind of want to be in this comfort zone and don't understand when someone will kind of live from the outside looks like a constant state of anxiety and on the inside pretty much is being self-employed and working for yourself. You know, you're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm a firefighter putting out all these fires all the time. Like, yeah, but that's just the way you want to live your life, you know, and no one's got the right to tell you whether that's right or wrong. The only person that's got the right to tell you that is yourself and being self-aware and, and listening to that intuition of who like who are you right like i'm a i'm a bit spiritual i'm going off on a tangent here so if i go down a rabbit hole tell, tell me to shut up I'm a, bit, I'm a bit spiritual right and it kind of like dive into you know the soul and the human ego of your mind and and then you and all that type of stuff i was like the further i go down that the more it makes sense because i'm like okay cool because i know my own limitations of my own mind and i'll I'll operate on quite a low frequency naturally, right? It'll just be like, just a little bit down. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to use that in some way because then I'll be able to think in a different way and that will apply to, to certain things, right? Helps with writing, helps with speaking, all that type of shit. But I can be self-aware and be like, right, what do I want to do? How do I work? Okay, I can understand that. And then I'm going to apply that to be able to connect with other people. It goes with that empathy, yep. it goes with that connection. Yeah. And I think that's something that, uh, especially running, like, you know, working with the team, working in business, um, something that's been really huge for me is just in being in a leadership position at a very young age, I wasn't ready for it. Like in the beginning, initially, like I wasn't like ready, whatever ready means in business. I don't really know, but, um, I think that's a big thing too, is like when I started really learning and connecting to um, what it meant to be a good leader and like having the emotional intelligence and like understanding how to read people is um, that's another thing too, is like, for me, I'm also kind of going down like more of a spiritual path more. So recently I was so, so like just against it and reluctant to it initially, because here's the thing with my younger self is from age, like 18 to honestly, earlier this year, um, I was faced with, like you said, like the, the lows of the lows are the most beautiful thing ever. I was faced with a really big low earlier this year and um, late last year. And I was pretty much like, I either like need to have an identity shift and grow and like really do the work on myself or like I'm 
not going anywhere. Like I'm going to be stuck here for a long time. Um, cause the role that I was stepping into in my company was a bigger role. And I think to be in business, to lead, to even just have like an incredible fitness journey, like, right. Like being the leader of your own fitness journey or whatever that looks like. Um, I think you also have to be able to have like the emotional intelligence as well as self-awareness to be able to like read people and understand again, like if you're self-aware, you also usually have good emotional intelligence. You'll start to understand when other people lack that. And when they do, it's, you know, it's, it's hard for them to sometimes empathize. It's hard for them to understand where, you know, you're at in your journey and in your life. And they can't really communicate around that in a way that's effective. And so I think another thing too is um, when you understand more of like the self-awareness, emotional intelligence, um, I think you kind of understand how to better set boundaries with people who don't understand you um, or maybe other people who are even emotionally intelligent, but um, are still on their journey and their path to really understanding it more at a level that you're at. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like I say, there's like levels to it. I feel like there almost is at this point, because as you go further along, you learn so much more about yourself. Um, but you have to be able to set the boundaries with the people who don't understand you. Um, especially if you feel like you are a little different or you're trying not to do the thing to just fit in is like boundary setting and standing up for yourself has been huge. You know, obviously this time of year too, a lot of people are going home for holidays and doing that kind of stuff. And I've had to have so many conversations with my clients about, um, just like fending for themselves and like standing up for themselves and not letting it get to them. Mm. So. Here's a question. I'm actually really interested in, of your perspective on this. What does leadership mean to you? Oh, this is a good one. Um, wow. I can't believe I haven't really sat and like given too much thought in regards to what it looks like. I think I'm really trying to still navigate it, um, with my team and like who I am as a leader. Um, I think for the most part, just my perspective on it from where I've been over this last year is, um, helping under people understand their potential and zone of genius. For me personally in business, I tried to put way too many people in roles that they didn't fit into initially. And, um, you set really high expectations when you do that because you're like, oh, I want, I want you to get this done. I want you to get this done. Um, even for mentorship students, hey, like you need to do this. You need to implement this system. I think leadership for me personally, this last year has kind of evolved into like understanding who people are, what their nature is, what their potential looks like. Um, Cause we all have incredible potential, but understanding how to help them tap into it and um, holding them accountable for it, you know, more than anything. I think my team over this last year has completely shifted um when we all started to learn more of what our zone of genius was we found out that we're all introverts so we have no extroverts on my team um which is kind of funny because you need wow. you need extroverts people people think i am i'm like starting to transition into like half but like my recharge time for two hours of extrovert is equivalent to like two days of introvert for me yep, yep, so, yep. um you no know, but um I think that's something too is like just really learning how to help people tap into their potential and understand their zone of genius Zone of genius. I love that. What made you want to, what made you come up with that? Um, I think when I was working with my first mentor ever, it was something that she said to me and she was like, you need to stay within your zone of genius and you need to focus on what you're really good at. And, um, I've recently dove into like wealth dynamics. It's, um, kind of like a leadership, um, test that you can take to really understand like what your team's zone of genius is. And it's a genius test. So rather than just like emotional intelligence, IQ, et cetera, it's like understanding like what you are good at doing in business, but what you're also just good at with connecting the dots. Um, for me personally, I'm a built, I'm a business builder at heart. I love like, I'm a mechanic. I like genuinely love building systems and automations and doing that kind of stuff. 
um, for my business. Like that's my favorite, which is like the opposite of like 90%. I feel like most people hate that stuff, but I love that stuff. And so I realized like, I need to take a step back and start bringing in really awesome coaches, really awesome marketers, like people who are, you know, good at that sort of thing. And, um, I think realizing that in my business also made me realize in my life where I really like to fit in with relationships and how I like to navigate and, um, just kind of flow, you know, flow more. So, Mm. so what is, what's your anchor that keeps you grounded and, and allows you to do all these things? My vision. Um, it's like really easy for me to wake up every morning and like be excited to work because my vision and my clarity on like what I want to do is I like, I have said this for the past few years. Um, this is like the opener on, on, uh, my podcast actually just so funny, but I always say like my goal is to help mobilize my generation. Um, we're seen as snowflakes. Uh, I think a lot of the times, um, sometimes stereotyped into being lazy, looking for quick f- fixes, looking for making things simpler, making things simpler and quicker is not bad. Um, it makes life easier, you know? Yes, it makes it easier, but we still have to work hard to get there. Um, and if we can make things more enjoyable, you know, why not? And I think the biggest thing is like, I was just told to go down a path of tradition and I cannot imagine what my life would have been like if had I finished doing my degree or had I stayed in school for, you know, what my parents wanted me to do, not what I wanted to do. And um, I just want people to be happy. I want them to do what they actually want to do every day. And the fact that I get to facilitate that to coaches in the space and help them help more people. And now we employ VAs and they get to do that and work from home. It's just like, you only live once. Like you might as well be able to enjoy more of life, you know? Um, okay. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. You know, like I fucking love my life. Like my life is so incredible. I think every day I get to wake up and I'm like, I work for, I work a lot. I definitely work a lot. That's for sure. But I also have, um, the decision to take time to myself or reflect on things or, you know, and I get to meet some really awesome people every day. And I think, um, I just don't want people to play it small, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a very strange concept, especially to me. And it seems like it's to you too, of like, just kind of numbing yourself, right? Like, kind of bringing your ambition down, bringing your feelings down, put it in in a box and just like clocking in, clocking out, kind of doing all this thing, right? And especially I relate it to back home. Like we've got a big culture of obviously drinking in the UK. We've got pubs on every fucking street corner. And then there's a pub next to a pub, opposite a pub. And then there's another pub across the road and you're like, what's going on? And literally like, you know, growing up, I kind of looked around and there's, there's people going to work, there's people clocking out and they go to the pub, they go home. I do the same thing like seven days a week. I'm like, if you have to go to the pub, right, and drink, you're probably not enjoying yourself. You know what I mean? If you actually sit down and have a deep conversation with people, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, is what it is. Same shit, different toilet, you know, another day, another dollar, whatever they want to throw out at you. I'm like, life's got to be more than this, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's something like, I'll be fully transparent. Like earlier this year, it was more so last year. Um, I think just through everything happening, like pandemic, it's like, I sat so much with myself and I was just like bored. You just get bored. And I was like, wow, this life is so repetitive. I like, wasn't living for what I knew I wanted to be doing. And I kind of got into that with my friends and I was like, Oh, you know, I never had my 18 to 21 where like people go out, they start drinking, they start partying. I never had that. And I told myself I needed to have that. And then I started doing it. I was like, I fucking hate this. I hate this. Like, this is not me, you know? 
but I felt like I needed to go out because of those kind of things. And it's pure escapism yeah, um, yeah, for me, for me, it was. And it's like, you look at the typical, um, you know, nine to fiver, my boyfriend, he was in the Navy last year. So like he went on deployment for a long time and like just seeing the culture and like the way that they lived with like living for the weekends and like, mm-hmm. can't wait till I get a day off sort of thing. And like not feeling like they had purpose and things like that. Um, some people love what they do in, in the Navy, but for him personally, I don't think it was something that really aligned. And I know for me, like being able to see that it was like seeing people live for the weekend. Like I didn't really have to do that too much because I got to do what I loved working from home. And I was like, wow, I just like can't imagine doing that. But I still fed into the escapism of like drinking and things like that and going out. And I'd be out at like 10 PM and I'd be like, yo, it's my bedtime. Like I'm trying to go home and go to bed. <laughs> like, this is not me. Like, I don't want to be here right now. And I kept finding myself, putting myself in so many situations of being like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't want to do this right now. You know, this isn't serving me. And I think it's like that internal conflict where it's like, you're being pulled to do what you feel like is right. Because people think, oh, like you think people want you to do that versus like what you actually want to do. And that's where you have to step into your higher self and your super conscious and be like, I don't want to do these things. Like, this is what I actually want to do. And you have to be strong enough and it's repetition. You just have to learn how to constantly listen to your super conscious versus like your subconscious being like, oh, well, you won't get validation from your friends or you need to go out and drink with them or else you're no fun. Right. It's like having those constant internal battles. Um, I think a lot of that happens with like nutrition with people too. If you want to put on like a baseline analogy, you know, it's like, they're like, oh, well, I can't eat this, but then like, I don't want to do this because then I'll look like this. And just overthinking it's like all that energy that you're spending overthinking like that's so much energy you could be pouring into yourself and like going and having fun you Mm. know so i'm going to build upon that and hit it from a a male perspective right aggression aggression is escapism for dudes and you know that's probably the only thing that they know how to do is rip something's head off I'll punch it in the fucking face. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. you know, it, you don't, it's emotionless. You don't feel anything. And it's, and it's great in that time because, you know, whatever's going on, like you don't feel it. You're, you're, you're numb. You know, everyone's hit red before I would imagine. Um, yeah. And for dudes, it's just a hell of a lot easier to do that. And um, yeah. I think if we start attacking things from the angle of, okay, this individual is doing this, whether they know it or not, for escapism. Right. So then how can we provide for them um, to be able to, you know, live the life that they want to so they don't have to use this as as an escape route? Yeah. Well, I think it's also conditioned, you know, Um, Mm. you look at a societal norm and it's like it's not okay for a guy to cry. Mm. You know, it's it's really not as okay as it is for a woman to you know, probably cry as it is for men. And I think it's like even for me personally, like a shift in paradigm is like, I fully expect that at any point in my life, like I, I may or probably will be the breadwinner and it's like a shift in paradigm compared to like what tradition has taught. And I think that's something that's so huge nowadays for like anyone listening is like change, the, change the story, like change the narrative. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's not what it used to be. It's not what the baby boomers have like sculpted for us at this point. It's like, we get to create our own reality and it's like, we don't have to carry the stories that our parents have Mm -hmm. told to us that um you know like I think especially over here like it's just it's so hard because I think my boyfriend's a huge advocate for this but like men's mental health Mm -hmm. like it needs to be talked about more you know I think that's something that needs to be talked about more and I think it has to be um 
whatever you feel called. And like, if you feel like you're shying something down or putting something down, it's like, that's because there's a story there and that's written for it. And that's why I think self-awareness is huge because, you know, then you're able to kind of tackle that and see like, okay, this is actually how I'm feeling. Like I'm, my feelings are valid. I'm allowed to feel like this. Um, and a lot of the times we just don't give ourselves that, you know? So, sure. Yeah. People need to realize they're not reading their own story. They're writing it. The pen's in your hand, man. Like write, yeah. write whatever you want. Like you don't have to follow everybody else. You know, we, we aren't going to go to the cinema and we, we sit down. It's going to be happy, happily ever after. Cause we're going to demand that money back. It was like, that's a shit movie. Where's the plot twist? I was like, just keep, keep writing through it, man. Like change this chapter. Okay. That yeah. chapter's done. Turn the page, keep going. Like you're writing it. You're not reading it. Someone else isn't dictating how you should live your life. And if they do fuck them, you know, like, yeah. and that's really hard, especially if it's family members, right? Like, walking away from from family whether it's forever or whether it's for a certain time that's that's really difficult man and you know i've been around a lot of people that i've had to cut off family members before like myself personally i've had to like kind of give them the hard shoulder for a little bit i've been like listen man like if you don't respect this then that's absolutely fine you have the right to not respect this but i also have the right to not give a fuck about your opinion and I'm going to go do this anyway, because this is, this is what I need to do, man. And inevitably yeah. people turn around 23 done, like, I don't know, a billion and one businesses going on and you have like 35 hours in your day and never sit down. <laughs> You'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Kendall, you kind of, you kind of doing all right. Well done. I like to think so. Thank you. <laughs> I think um, just one thing I want to say on that is like, I watched a video recently because I went Thanksgiving was just, um, you know, the holiday we celebrated here. We have holidays coming up. And like a lot of my students talk to me, both fitness and business. And they'll be like, hey, you know, I'm nervous to go home. I get a lot of condescending comments. I got a lot of comments from my parents about not understanding what I do. And here's my main philosophy. It's not for everyone, but here's my thought process based off of like just my dynamic that I've had to work through a lot um, and just accept and forgive is um, a lot of people live in the past. Like a lot of people just pull and live from the past. And when you go home and, you know, 15 year old Kendall used to be like, Hey mom, can we leave the butter out of the mashed potatoes? Can we not put the food in here? Can we not go to this restaurant? Um, Can you put all my food separate so that I can like weigh it out and like do all this stuff. And, you know, you get those comments where it's like, Oh, now I'm 23 going home. It's like, oh, well, you can't eat that. Right. Cause like you're different or like, oh, like, no, she doesn't, she doesn't do that. Or, oh, she's this way. And it's like, they're trying to almost tell you like who you are now. And that's who you were five, six, seven, eight years ago. And I think knowing who you are inherently is just so important and like preparing yourself for that before you do bring those people around you or put them in your life. And I, I understand the whole, like have to give them a shoulder, like the cold shoulder for a little bit. And it's just boundary setting. You're like, Hey, look, before I feel super confident in who I am as a human being and what my true purpose is and, and, you know, the qualities that I possess, like, I don't need you around me to try and like re-traumatize or recondition my brain to think that I'm these things I used to be, or that used to define who I was. Um, and I think that's such a big aspect of like who we are as people is like, it means maybe pushing people away for a little bit until you can do that and then defend yourself. Like I think now for myself personally, it's just, I've defended myself so many times against that where it's like, I will not have you call me that or speak to me in that way. Like, please respect my boundaries. Please respect who I am now. Um, Cause I'm not who I was five years ago or six years ago. Mm, um, totally. And I think that's just, yeah, just stand up for yourself, you know? So that's big. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you think you've been here before? <laughs> uh, I think I've just experienced like a lot. I think I've mm. experienced a lot. Um, but part of me thinks so, yes, <laughs> honestly, with how much I think I've just kind of had to walk through and like how much I've had to learn. Um, it almost seems impossible to do it in a lifetime mm-hmm. sometimes for me. So 100%. Yeah. I think, I think life, you know, in the grand scheme of things, comparing it to, you know, obviously the age of the universe and all that shit. Yeah. Okay. Life is real short, but also life, life is fucking long, right? You've got time to live like a hundred, 150 lives. And if people are just open to all that change and growth and learning and lessons, like it's a miracle how much you would end up learning by whatever age, you know, if you're kind of taught this as a kid, I've just been like, look, man, the only constant in life is change and everything else that happens is called life. Good luck. You know, be open to everything. Just kind of soap it up, soak it up like a sponge and off you go. And if we're taught that at a young age, holy shit, like the, the mental and emotional maturity of, of like teenagers, never mind, you know, anyone else would be insane. Yeah. That's so true. I hope that's what's like, that is literally like one of the main purposes for me is like, helping just open people up and having more humility towards mindset work and like doing the work on themselves and understanding and opening themselves up to what happened. Even if people feel like they had the most incredible childhood ever, like we all have trauma and it's important for us to work through it. And I think, um, I hope that, you know, for the next generations to come, like we can be that change for them and like open up to just have them feel comfortable talking about these things and accepting change and creating it themselves, creating the change themselves, you know? What, what is something that you don't care about that a lot of other people do? I'll say personally for myself, um, obviously a lot of my job revolves around social media. Um, I personally feel like I can give zero fucks about what anyone thinks about what I post because a lot of people look at me as a business coach. I'm a business coach, obviously. And I see so many of them like sitting up tall, straight, like wearing their skin suit and tie. And here I am doing like TikTok dances on my Instagram, um, (laughs) trolling myself. I think that's one thing for me. Like I really don't care too much about, um, I'll say personally, like no matter how much money I make, I will never ever care to go out and dress in anything super disgustingly fancy or flaunt anything. Um, I think like a lot of people get stuck up in like the materialistic side of things. And that's just like nothing that's ever been appealing to me in my lifetime. Like it's kind of funny. I grew up in a family where it was more appealing and I just don't, it doesn't matter to me. I just don't care. Mm. Um, and I think other than that, um, that's a good question. I haven't really gotten to reflect on that one before. Yeah. Those are all I can really think of at the moment, but I mean, it's tough. I think for me personally, I just, I don't care what anyone tells me. I can't be told what to do when it comes to my vision. And that's one thing I think is like the biggest thing for me is um, I will listen to my mentors. I will take in everything they tell me and I will let them be my guide. But if I, with my intuition feel as though it's stopping me from what I want to do for my people uh, and for my generation, like that is where I feel like I'll protect myself, but um, I just won't let anyone stop me from, you know, what I was put on the earth to do. I think that's the most important thing is finding your innate ability and just don't let anyone stop you. You know, Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I totally agree. Like I think asking other people's opinions is, is a very good thing to do. 
uh, you know, you can see both sides of both sides and all everything in between. And I think perception is reality, right? And like I said before, like I'm only ever going to see it through my eyes and conversation allows us to, to change that. However, you then have the responsibility of yourself to listen to yourself and take everything on board, I, and, you know, cast aside things that don't necessarily serve you. Okay, fantastic. We've got we've got the, the core value. Like, now, now what the fuck do you want to do? Never mind anyone else. Never mind about your mom. Never mind about, you know, your mentor. Never mind about your significant other or your, or your boss that you hate. Like, what do you want to do? Yeah. yeah. I don't think a lot of people ask themselves that either. You know, that's the tough part. Um, I think it's like, for me personally, what happened was last year, I was like, I'm just going to challenge myself to more alone time. And it's really crazy what happens. And then I got kind of got into like more meditative practices and just um, a lot more reflection. And um, I think you just start to kind of, when you sit with yourself, like things start to flow to you a little bit more. And uh, I think a lot of people hate being alone. Um, some people love being alone. I personally love being alone now, but if you would have asked me like a year and a half ago, I would have had an anxiety attack. If you would have been like, Hey, you're going to like be alone for a whole entire week. And, you know, I started relying on like, uh, I started smoking weed at night. I was like, I need to just go to bed. That was something that I opened up on my social media about more recently. Um, and I was like, really not okay with sitting with myself. And I think until I sat with myself, I couldn't even come to fathom what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I knew I wanted to build something, but I had no idea why. Um, and I think that's, it's not far out of reach. I think so many people listen to um, even, you know, even me listening to me and, and you talk about this kind of stuff. It's like, it's not far out of reach. Like everyone has everything they need already to get there. Um, so hearing the numbers and stuff like that, it just don't let that affect you. It's like, you already have what you need. It's just using it. This is fucking weird. This is blowing my mind. It's literally like I'm having a conversation with myself. Like, <laughs> Like, a, yeah. I'm a, a writer too, right? Like, I write things down, and one of them fucking a long time ago, but I say it a lot, so I remembered it, is, you know, you already have everything you need within you, experiences, and people just help it pull, it, pull you out, pull it out of you. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, I I believe that to be true, and I think, I think people um, deal with their mind too much, and they, they play with their ego too much, and they think too much, right? Instead of getting into um, getting into a state of meditation and figuring out how they feel regarding certain things and live through your fucking emotion and feelings rather than through your thought because thoughts are very, very easily corruptible. Yeah. 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 I think that's the one thing for me is like, um, I was always so opposed to meditation. I was like, oh, it's woo-woo. That's what I say. Like, oh, it's so woo-woo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's for the hippies. Yeah. So, um, I think that's the one thing, like I used to always say, like my first mentor was like super, she was like NLP certified, you know, um, she was big into psychology. I was like really averse to it. I was like, I don't need that. I just want strategy and that's it. Like, I don't care about the mindset piece. I don't care about any of that stuff. Like, I just want the strategy that I need and I just want to go and like build this thing. And, you know, I was duct taping shit together for so long until I actually figured out like who I was as a person. Well, I'm still figuring that out. I'm only 23, but, um, you know, I'm still figuring that out, but I think, uh, just being more open to it is, and it's hard to get people to, to be open to it sometimes, like just give them time, give them space, lead by example. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was like when people start to see you so happy and living like to the fullest, 
some of them, their ego will step in and be like, oh, well, they're this and they're this and they're, but in reality, it's, um, you know, they have admiration for that. I think it's just more so that um, they haven't really taken the acknowledgement that they aren't doing what they feel more fulfilled to do. And so it almost comes out of like a place of envy and um, an ego, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's something else to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. I think people are caught up with finding and creating themselves too much, right? And they get into this spiral of, you got to find a destination. I was like, no, no, no. The only destination we're all going to go into is the fucking ground. You know, like let's, let's get committed to the journey now. Like, you know, I think every day we are new people. I don't think, I don't think that in the sense of like, we're all multiple personality disorder. I just mean that the lessons and the things that we gained from yesterday is going to come to today and today for tomorrow and vice versa. Right. And like, it's just going to keep on going. Um, rather than getting fixed in like, oh no, I'm going to create this whole new identity. I was like, fantastic. Well, that's going to serve you for 24 fucking hours. Then you're going to go to sleep and you're going to wake up and then you're going to be slightly different. Yeah. It's just repetition too. I think just a lot of people need to understand that like, it's not a temporary fix mm-hmm. doing the work. It's not temporary. It's, it's just Ongoing. like exercising your body. Yeah. Just you work your muscles. Like you want to keep them, work them eat good same thing with your brain like mental exercise every single day Mm. we're we're habitual creatures right and it's just trying to create those habits you can create constructive or destructive habits and that's on you like you've got to be able to nurse them um and it's it's just trying to you know have the discipline and forcing yourself to create those habits over time that then end up serving you your people and then your future too as well as just kind of fixing a short-term problem with a little bit of satisfaction or pleasure right just like not craving the temporary like high or the temporary dopamine spike it's like you're going for longevity you know mm-hmm. um being in tune with your bot your body and your mind i think is the key mm-hmm. just taking good care of yourself and um checking in on yourself you know Mm-hmm. We're allowed to be like self in that way. I think uh, the permission slip is there. So permissing everyone here listening, like be selfish with yourself because you're allowed to do that. Yeah. So. There's um, it's like an ancient practice in like um, South America where you go into like a sweat lodge and they, uh, they put some, I don't know, some oils or something on a fire and it, it's supposed to send you half a loopy and you've got to like, you know, you address some things. I would love to do that. That would be dope. That would be so awesome. I'm always I'm like, I feel like now I've like opened up this like whole new, like just recently too. Just like, I'm just like, I just want to learn all the things about myself and like mm-hmm. understand, you know, um, like not getting too wrapped up in it, like letting it come to me, but like, still mm-hmm. I'm just like, damn, I just want to learn so much about myself. Um, and others, you know, I love getting perspective from other people. I think it's huge. Mm. I think the other side of insanity is peace. Right. Everyone's just going to be like, no, 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 I can't do that. It's going to send me crazy. I was like, yeah, that's the point, man. Like, you know, on the other side of that, you're going to feel a little bit of peace. And that's what everyone is craving. Yeah. Yeah. Just finding your inner peace. All it is just harmony and peace. That's all it is. Mm. Mm. That's totally right. Right. I got three more questions. And I know you're super fucking busy. So I'll let you like dive off and and punch everything in the face. First one, what's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Oof. Oh, man. On the spot, let's see. Um, I think for me, it's actually something that's come up more so recently as I've kind of 
um, dove in with my more recent mentor, um, just understanding more of what I want is that uh, I need to live my life for me because I've always lived, um, I've always lived thinking I had to do it to please and serve other people. And so the one thing I can say is, um, it's kind of two things, aim for harmony, not balance. Okay. Um, there's no true definition of what balance is. So why not just live your life in harmony? And I think to live your life in harmony, you need to live for yourself and you need to start thinking about what's going to make you happy at the end of the day. Um, because when you look towards achieving more harmony than balance, um, things ebb and flow. There are seasons in our life, right? doesn't matter if you eat this one thing, you can permit yourself to eat this other thing. And if you can train this day, you can't train that day. And if you have balance going to bed at this time, you could do this one. We don't need all of the, this and that, you know, I think it's more so like, Hey, I'm going through a season right now. Like I'm probably going to choose to do this and that feels good. Um, so I think just striving for harmony rather than balance and just focusing more on living for yourself to find the harmony. Mm. That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Second question, what's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? Uh, fake it till you make it. Don't Ooh. do that shit. Don't fucking do that shit. <laughs> mm. Like, I hate that. Don't do that. Like, it's just so inauthentic. It's so, nothing will flow to you. Um, find where the true confidence is so that you don't have to fake it and find out what the true purpose is so you don't have to fake it. Um, mm. Nice. Last one. Three words you tell your younger self. Um, you are safe. Oh, God damn. <laughs> Coming out with some wisdom. It's too early for oh, wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's never oh, too early for wisdom. Kendall, I yeah. fucking appreciate everything that you're doing and your time <laughs> and your per- perception on things. Like, you know, that's, you know, it's really refreshing to be able to, to be able to hear someone sad like that. Um, and I really appreciate everything that you do, mate. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm grateful to be here and uh, to have done this. So I appreciate you. Well, if you're ever in, you know, somewhere floating around in the bottom right-hand corner of the world, then, uh, you know, you know how to get hold of me. We'll grab a coffee and more yes. than likely start spitting some wisdom again. Cool. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Perfect. Take it easy, mate. You too. Bye.